Well, hey there, Kevin Colby here and glad you are there. I am very, very excited to be talking to a friend of mine, the most tattooed man I know on a video podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Ash Borland. How are you, buddy? Mate, Kevin, I am so excited. I am probably the most tattooed men most people know, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, very excited to be here. Love hanging out with you, mate. So before we talk about the tattoos, seriously, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. Um, my name is Ash Borland. I'm a, I like to say I'm a content creator, a podcaster, and a consultant. Um, work in the content creation, content marketing industry, but I'm obsessed with podcasting. If it is podcast related, I either know it, want to find out about it, or need to talk to somebody who does know it. So um, yeah, Kevin, this is dream to be on your show and oh, it's just that. awesome hanging out with people who are like-minded. So I need to ask you a question. I noticed you said something and, and I don't want to pick it because I go back and forth on this. You said I'm mm. a content creator and then you said I'm a podcaster. Yeah. So why do you separate those two? So <clears throat> I think that I'm a content creator. The reason why I separate podcaster is because right now I don't fully feel like podcasting is in that space yet. I think oh, I would, wow. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of bringing it to that people like me and you, you doing this show makes me happy because more and more, and I can go into this without getting too deep. Um, but like, I think that the podcasting space traditionally is RSS radio mm -hmm. people, it's people with radio backgrounds get into the RSS. They're not interested in, in the visuals and the video podcasting and the clipping yeah. and the social and the digital world. And so I try to, I separate the two right now. So that people who are podcasters know I'm a podcaster and people who are content creators know I also upload daily to YouTube and things like that. But one day, it's like a dream. One day I have a dream that we will all be together as one. Um, and I do think that could be possible. Now, you started, though. I mean, your, your career getting started, at least in media, was podcasting first, correct? Uh, yes, unintentionally. Yeah, so my, 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 my career in media was actually as a, personal brand consultant because my background mm. is originally in performing arts so uh, west end theater and um i worked in finance after that i left left that went into finance you know why would you want to be a performer when you could work in the finance world, world you know <laughs> um did that typical thing of chasing the money that everyone does I realized i was quite good at it but i was i hated it and um got it started but started making videos that's how i got into into my original thing was i started making videos um, to learn if I'm really mm. honest with you, cause I'm dyslexic. So I was really struggling with these finance books that would land on my desk and they'd say, study this and understand this. And I was, I, I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, and I worked heavily in the mortgage space at the time. So I just started making daily one minute videos on my iPhone five S I think it was back in wow. uh, 2017 yeah. or whatever. And I was, I was, I just sat, propped my phone up against a coffee mug and did a one minute video every day. So that's how I got into media That's really cool. was doing this and over time i always say it's very similar to like um, a lot of guys like younger guys will go to the gym to try and attract women and what happens is the more and more they go to the gym the more men approach them and say oh bro you look great how do i look like that so you get the wrong effect it's exactly what happened with me with with content i was trying to attract clients i did attract a few clients but i actually attracted more brokers in the space to teach me how to wow to, to teach them and so from there i just unintentionally started a podcast because they the in the finance space podcasting was quite big they liked it there was a couple of big industry ones and i was like well this looks fun i don't you know i don't have to have any fancy equipment i can just yeah. literally speak to my phone 
and yeah, it started that way. But I never intended to be a podcaster as a career, as a like what I'm doing now. It was actually meeting people like you. It was meeting you, meeting Rob, hanging out this last year with all of the kind of probably all the people that are going to be on this show or have been on this show. And um, the one common when I started asking people, they were like, "Well, you're a podcaster." And I was like, "Well, I should probably talk about that then instead." <laughs> Well, you said something too that that I, I think is very interesting because I, I think there's still folks that get caught up in this. You, you just kind of alluded to like you just used your phone. You didn't need mm. a lot of fancy equipment. And I think honestly, I think most creators are the opposite when they start. It's like I I you know I I've only got this phone, but I need something better. So kind of talk a little bit about that. Why why you just thought like hey I've I've got it. I'll use it. Why why didn't you get caught into the gear trap thing right off the off the top i i think um i was a victim of my own naivety i think i don't really know i didn't really know anything i was very untech savvy so i was completely tech savvy uh, untech savvy i had no idea about tech no idea about computers no idea about microphones no idea about how anything worked um and so but i knew that my phone had a camera on it and i knew that it had reached a point for me where I, I, I knew I could talk to a camera. I knew that I was confident in that way. Kind of, you know, it took a lot, a couple of a year or so to warm up to it properly again after, after, you know, lack of practice, but I didn't really overthink it. However, I will say as I, as time went on, I did fall down that gear trap, you know, sat here now with all the fancy gear everywhere, but um, I did fall down that gear trap and I've only really come back out of it in the last year where I've, I, um, because I started a little bit of information is a bit dangerous. And if you feel this, I know you did a similar thing, Kevin, where you revamped your studio with your, oh, yeah. your setup because it started to become ridiculous. I, oh, yeah. I ended up, I ended up handing back a lot of my, I bought, um, Canon, um, a Canon M50 and then a Canon M50 Mark II because I didn't realize I didn't do clean HDMI. Then I bought a Sony, um, A6, A6400 or whatever. And I returned all of them in the end. Because I was like, what's the point? My webcam does. Everybody yeah. I know says they like my footage. I just, well, I went, kind of went back to that thing. So anyone who's listening to this and is obsessed with the tech, don't even bother because you just end up spending a ton of money on things you don't need. Oh, my word. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I have, and it, you're right, though. It is so easy. And it's not even a comparison thing, which is a whole nother <laughs> trapped easy to fall into you know well i'm only going to be me but i wish i could do videos like he does you know <laughs> but yeah it's just like all of a sudden it's like okay how many how much stuff do i need and i really believe this and i've said this before to other folks i think it's the creators are the only people that, that uh, you know we create we yeah. content creators are the only one who really care what gear we're using i've never had a, i've never ever had a client go now kevin what camera are you bringing on this shoot? Yes. They want to know how much is it going to cost and when do I get it? And, and maybe can, you know, if you do a good job, can, can you do something else? I mean, that's it. They don't care, but we get caught up in it. It kicked in for me when I got into, to our kind of community. That was when it changed. That's when I was, I remember being feeling embarrassed. A guy used streaming. I can edit with Adobe and I can do all of that stuff, but I don't. Because I'm an actor, I'm a big believer of redu reduction of friction. I am not a tech guy. I've said that at the beginning. I, I'm a guy that looks at the path of least resistance. I try to look at the thing that looks the nicest to a consumer, with the least amount of work on my end. That is what I always am looking for. So I remember being in these lives with you guys, and and it is. It feels like everyone's going, and it, it's not. The more I know them, but it's like 
what do you use to edit? What do you, and it's like, if you're not Adobe, then are you even a creator? And if you're not, <laughs> if you've not got a, a, a Canon, then if you're not got a Canon, you need to have a Sony. And I've just bought, I've just upgraded to Mac and I'm happy. But part of that was originally I, I did for the right reasons, but, but a long time I was like, do I get Mac because I need to be in the Ecamm community? Like it was the only thing. Yeah. It just keeps going through. And the reality is, and I, it was Rob Balasabas, a mutual friend of ours that said it. I said, I had a call with him and we were chatting and he said, Ash, he was like, you do videos every single day. So I don't know a single person in our space who does what you do. Why are you trying to change it? And I was yeah. like, oh, and he said, well, just crack, carry on. Yeah. And that was, every, and, but we need, sometimes I don't know about you, Kevin. I feel like we definitely need that outside external validation. The worst one that happened to me, and I love the guy to pieces, but Doc Rock, when I interviewed him, that threw me out because he has, knows everything about everything. And oh, I yeah. just was like, oh, so yeah. 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 Doc Doc, Doc can be very, I mean, he's, he's, he's so good, but, but he can be very intimidating because I, I, I don't, he, he, he understands the tech so much. And, you know, I just tell folks that, you know, I, I can't tell you technically how you, how to use the camera. I can tell you creatively maybe and show you some things, but you know, when I've had friends go, well, you, you, you're pretty techie. And I'm like, no, I use Google dude. I mean, it's, it's free to everybody. You can use it too. Yeah, I think we're the same. That's where you, when you meet real tech people, you know, you're not. Tech. And that's the problem. Many people don't realize is that the tech we're creatives. That's what I try yeah. to say to people all the time. When you say yeah. content creator, podcaster, I'm trying to find tools that make my life easy. It's why I really like streaming. That's why I use streaming all the time because it's easy. It's just it's easy. It. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. You mentioned earlier and, and I'm not sure I knew this or not, or I may have heard you say this for that, that you're dyslexic. What, how does that affect you as, as creating content? I mean, what have you had to do to overcome that? I mean, I, I'm not dyslexic. I know yeah. people that are, but I'm just curious because I think people out there that are watching and listening to this that may struggle with that would like to know, like, you know, what does Ash do to kind of help him? Of course. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm very, very dyslexic severely. Um, so dyslexia for me, uh, it's um, once I understood it, then it makes it a lot easier to work with. So for me, the way that I see well, the for dyslexia for me, I see a lot of things at broad picture. This is where most people misunderstand with dyslexia is they think it's just a learning disability. And it actually it is, but it has lots of other things. So it, it effectively, without getting too deep, the average person sees kind of things within a certain parameter. Now, people who are more on the autistic scale might see things on a more more focused parameter. It's really funny. My best friend is autistic and I'm dyslexic and it's like the weirdest combination ever. Um, but like they'll see things in finite detail, very finite detail. They can't see big picture, but they see, which is why you see these things where people are focusing heavily in one area. This mm-hmm. is very broad layman's terms. Now for me as a dyslexic, I'm the other way. So I can see things in very broad picture, but I struggle with detail. So the issues I have is detail. But, the, mm. but, the, but then a gift of that is broad picture, look, thinking. And, and wow. what I've started to do, with, which, which is why the, I am the way I am. A lot of people go, you know, how do you plan? I mean, I, I've, I'm planned out for, for 90 days of daily content, two videos a day, a short wow. and a lot and a normal and recorded and scheduled and done. And, seven, and the reason why is because of this, it's a gift. But I had to learn how to use the gift. I think everybody has we're given these gifts and they all come with double-edged swords, mm-hmm. they, they, you know? So how I've had to do it is I have to be very regimented because I'm not naturally. So I have to, I have like, I set systems and processes in place 
to make sure that I do the work. Um, we're me and you're chatting off air about how I'm just procrastinating a lot right now. That can be a thing of it. Um, but I have to effectively set things, which just goes back to StreamYard and simplicity and stuff. I have to find the simplest way right? because I will then stick to it. If I overcomplicate and the detail gets too difficult, I'll just, I'll miss it. It's not actually that I won't do it. I'll just won't see it. Um, names, spellings, right. editing, subtitles was the bane of my life for a long, oh, long wow. time. <laughs> I wouldn't think about Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so, but it's fine. Um, but I didn't think about it at the time. I set up systems and processes to to combat that. And then what happened was it allowed me to scale and scale and scale and scale to the point where I was able to get really far ahead. So it became a gift after, after it was a curse for a long. In the financial sector, it was an absolute nightmare. Really? Um, completely. Yeah. Well, I was applying people's mortgages and then go, oh, there's the decimal point in the wrong spot. You know, like it's not exactly what you'd want. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I owe, how much more? <laughs> Yeah, it was all things like, no, the, the the name's not spelt. Michael is, you've put Michelle. Oh, have I? Sorry. Well, mortgage is invalid now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, I'm not dyslexic, but I still I still mess up Michael and Michelle. So oh, gosh, I just, yeah. Yeah, Well, my I middle did. name's Michael, and I still get that wrong. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I, if I call you Michelle, I apologize. <laughs> so, you know, I... There was something that I don't think you mentioned when you were talking about yourself that I, I think people need to to get this. You, you did mention YouTube shorts. I want to talk about that in just a second. But, you know, from what I understand, your yeah. your podcast is in the top 20 of all UK podcasts. It's in, the, in, the, in its category. I have two shows. So, yeah, both of them are yeah in the top mark in, in the category. So in marketing and in how to. But then the top 3% globally two percent now yeah two percent okay so the only two words that come to mind is holy crap i mean that <laughs> that just blows my mind and now I, I think i heard and it may have been with rob but i i heard you talking about before and, and if you'll share a little because i think this is inspiring that it's that's a that's a that's that's a small i mean that's a big feat i how i want to say mm. it right i mean it's it's to get that that percentage is huge. Yeah. I mean, again, systems and processes and approaching every single day. That was, that was, I never really looked at it. I, and I woke up one day and it was there. And that sounds a bit like, and that sounds really like, but that's the truth. The truth was I, and that's what I was saying at the beginning about, I never saw myself as a podcaster. I just, I wanted to be a YouTuber like everyone else that, but never uploaded a YouTube video because I was a perfectionist. Mm. I wanted to try, I tried TikTok, did quite well on that, but uh, then we've got mutual friends in that space now. Um, but one thing that was consistent was my podcast because it become an, I just didn't understand it. The metrics were really hard to understand. I didn't, there was not a lot of things. So I just created something every three days. I did a three episodes a week and I just, and there were just solos and I just documented what I knew. <laughs> and then um, I, someone said to me, I'll, you know, there's this website and you can check where you are and what this is. And when I started to understand the stats, I was like, oh, why, why am I? I mean, I'm in like, you know, the bottom going through the five, the top 500. I'm like, where am I? I can't. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm like in the top 20. And the, the highest I've got was, wow. um, yeah, I got into the top five in my, in my wow. marketing category. Um, it was number one for all search terms on personal branding, personal brand, content marketing, content creation. 
and um yeah like i started off at hit five percent then it went down to three percent and now it's two um and then i did it with with another show and i'm just releasing a third show now with my wife because we're minimalists so we did we were like let's do a show about minimalism and how it's changed our lives and see if we can get that one in the charts as well i don't know but like it, it, the the thing i can say is it, it was just focus on something it was amazing when you remove that metric i think that might be something that social media platforms could learn from or creators i mean if you could turn it off you'd probably be so much happier yeah so much more successful now i don't want to put words in your mouth but it sounds like what 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 you're doing and what you have done is like you felt like you know you had a story to tell you wanted to talk and so you just started you didn't worry too much about it is that is that i don't think about yeah completely Uh, you can put as many words in my mouth as you want kevin it's fine um i I don't so one thing i have you didn't overthink it yeah i never overthink things yeah like i do once i'm doing them (laughs) um (laughs) i'm a nightmare in my head of internal monologues afterwards but one thing that has always, one thing I have always done my entire life, and it was ne- again another unintentional thing. It was only when like very close friends and family members are like, I remember sitting in. It was it was like they said they they said well the thing about Ash is he just takes action, and I was like, mm. really? But if you trace my life, everything about that was it was that I wanted you know I saw a West End show that was it I wanted to be in West End. I'd never done it before, never danced before, never sang before. Two years later, I got full scholarship in London. Wow. As, because I'm obsessive. I'm obsessive on something. So I just, if I like something and I really feel compelled, and I think there's some other stuff involved in that, you know, whatever that may be, higher powers, whatever it is, I feel very much drawn to things. And it's, it becomes kind of like a compulsive disorder. I have to, I have to do it. If I don't do it, then I don't, I feel like I'm letting myself down. So I just take action. And I figure it out as I go along. The only problem I would say is I am that's very commendable of me. It sounds very great, but the one thing I'm very bad at that is that I erase the stuff behind me as I go along, and that's something I'm not very happy about. Is that I am as I get better, and I've got better. I don't do it now, <clears throat> but for many years, all these things I'm like, do you know, I did that, and people are like, I can't find it. I'm like, yeah, because I erased it from the oh, world. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm terrible when you can find it. I have it all saved and it's there, but I try my hardest. I get this thing of like, well, I'm embarrassed about that. So get rid of it. And um, I, I'm not, I'm trying not to do that now because that's part of the fun is that people can go, oh, yeah, look where yeah. they came from. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I know we both follow Sean Cannell and, and know him. Love and, Sean's you know, stuff. I, one of, one of the most, it's funny and inspiring is when he'll roll out his very first video he ever did. And it's like, uh, yeah, hey, this is uh, Sean. <laughs> And you know, my favorite quote on that video, I love that video, but it's the bit when he goes, It's not going to be exciting. I'm not going to try and do anything. You know, maybe I will. (laughs) And I was like, It's like, I'm not going to do it. But some days I might. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great. But, but I, I'm, I'm glad you shared that too, because I, you know, I, I can overthink, I can overproduce. Uh, and I've, I've got that written down somewhere, stop overthinking and stop overproducing it. And then I don't look at it. And, but I, I think by you sharing that there's too many people that, that it's, it's like, just, just try it. You know, I, I, I did, I think probably the first video podcast I did was with a buddy of mine. And this guy was like, I mean, he had a, he was like, he should be in the radio hall of fame. I mean, he had a, you know, following there. Yeah. And I remember him saying, well, what if, before we launch, what if nobody, watches or listens and i said well the only thing i can guarantee you is if we don't do anything nobody will 
other than that, let's just have fun. And and I think there's too many people that just they they worry about it too much rather Absolutely. than let's just dive in and then figure it out maybe as we go. I think something as well on that, just to add on to that, because <clears throat> I love this. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I have two things to this. I'm a big Star Wars, huge Star Wars fan. Um, and I have literally on all my monitors, it says do or do not. There is no try. I'm a huge like fan. And I think I believe that is that when I approach, whenever I've approached something that's like, oh, I'll give it a go, then it always fails. But when I go, I'm going to do this, it works. And, and, and it is the way to look at it. And one thing I then found, and that was a powerful thing about podcasting that I never thought was I luckily was able to interview some amazing people <clears throat> on the show, people like Nick Nimmin, people like Own Video. Mm -hmm. Now they had the opposite effect on me that people, like than what people thought. People were thinking that they, they put them up on a pedestal. When I got them on the show, I started to go in a good way. I was like, you're just a normal person. Yeah. And all you've done in a in and all you've done in an amazing way is <laughs> what you've done yeah. is you've shown up and you've just created yeah. and you've done what everyone else is everyone else is is caused their own fighting their own battles in their head and they're not like nick and he was like you know i've got this in like you had the commercial cleaning company i'm like you're not some huge big videographer from hollywood that's come over you're a normal guy yeah and yeah. that was massively empowering for me because then when i felt saw that i was like i could do this and yeah. like and then people like yourself you know brand deals and things i was like this is not reserved for the elite, the elites of the elites that people yeah. that we see. And um, that moment, I think anyone who's listening to that, to this, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. But the, but the thing that separates all of them, and it was funny, it is literally consistency mm. and time. Sean Cannell and that and Nick, the one thing I could see was, and it was just glowing. This is again, the dyslexia, the big, big picture. The one thing, when I looked at the channel, I wasn't going, wow, I love that one video. And I love how they've shot that thing. And I wasn't on the other end of the spectrum going like, oh, well, look at the color grading on the, what I was doing was going, okay, so they've been having their channel since 2014. Okay. They've uploaded 700 videos. Yeah. Okay. They've, and I was like, so it's a numbers game. That's yeah. it. It's a numbers and a time game. Yep. Okay, fine. Well, I can live on ramen for the next five years. And what would I give up to have to live a job, to, to, to live a life that I'm doing a job I want to do. And me and my wife sat down and we were like, let's do it then. And anyone can do it. Yeah. And it worked. It pays off quicker than you think. <laughs> so how do you define success? I think success for me is being able to live a life that you enjoy. Success is nothing to do with money at all. If you have a financial success goal, if you chase the money, I, I remember a great boss of mine saying to me once, Ash, if you chase the money, it will run away. And um, I I don't think that money is successful whatsoever. I'm not impressed by people with money. I don't get for me, I'm impressed by people living a life of happiness, fulfillment, mm. of um spiritual nourishment with their families. That success to me, I chased the money before it did run away. <laughs> you're never money is never enough there's never yeah. enough amount of money yeah. and so i remember for myself there's a, a story of me and my wife i got this job in the finance sector and um you know the videos are paying off they got they've done really well i got this really really well-paying career move and i remember sitting in the in our pub local pub and we were sat by the fire and um me and my wife we hadn't had a child at the time um so we now do 
Uh, but I remember sitting with her and she said, well, what do you want to do? My wife's amazing and with this. And, and she said, I said, look, we have a choice. I said, I have a choice here. I said, if we take this job, we can have the house that everyone that we should want, quote unquote, people who are not mm-hmm. listening. Um, you know, we can have the cars we want. We can have the holidays we want. I said, but I am going to be so miserable in the next five, ten. I said, I'm a dyslexic in a non like that. Well, I said, or we can swing and miss, but we could swing and potentially do this, like have live a life we want. And, and um, I'm very lucky, you know, I said, we can remortgage the house because we, you know, we've done well. And I said, we remortgage the house and we can live on it and we can try and be, and be happy and be, yeah. su- and really successful. And um, that was th- three years ago. And, we literally pinch ourselves every day. Now it's not financial success. It's funny. You can be financially. I've one of my friends is worth 400 million. Wow. And um, yeah, he's worth 400 million lives in Dubai. Very, very successful man. Successful. And he said to me, we were in a chat once and we we're in a group and he went, well, I'm so finan-. He said, I'm financially free. He said, Ash is financially free as well though. Do you know that? And he was like, well, and we were like, well, it's not about the amount of money. It's about, mm your lifestyle are you happy so that's what success is long story but that is that's for me no that's huge that's huge um i wanted to circle back to youtube shorts um of course i i know that you have jumped all into it i i was i was uh looking at your channel and when i sorted by popular it just it was shorts after shorts after shorts after shorts after shorts And I thought, I know he's done other videos. So, <laughs> so tell me about YouTube shorts and just, you know, what your experience has been and what, what, where do you think they're going? Yeah, of course. Um, so YouTube shorts, I, I was a big early adopter of TikTok right at the beginning. I'm not a massive fan of it right now. Restart a new account in a love hate relationship with it, but whatever. Um, but uh, I, I was again big picture thinker dyslexia comes in and stuff I it was obvious that this thing is coming and it was coming like a like a steam train this vertical video not so much TikTok but TikTok was the disruptor it was happening when YouTube shorts came on board I was very excited because I was like oh my gosh this because I'd spent a lot of money and time on a coach to help me on TikTok um, a guy called Josh Moore ginger marketer and he's a good friend and he I'd learn all the tools and I was like, this can be my chance. So when, but mm. with shorts, it was really hard because when I jumped onto shorts, I knew a lot of YouTubers by this point, very successful YouTubers. And I was asking them and they had no idea. <laughs> they had no idea watching Sean's stuff. No one talking about shorts. Mm, we're not really sure. And that's because it was a completely different world. It, there was TikTok content and these guys were search based long form. So I was toying with it. I touched a little bit on the channel, a little bit here, a little bit there. But I, in my heart, this is where I say, guys, trust your gut. Trust your yeah. feeling. In my heart, I knew this This is big. It's going to be big. And then, um, so I was uploading like one or two a week, two or three, whatever. But I knew when I was working with TikTok that TikTok was two to three a day. You had to pummel that algorithm yeah. with it. And I was like, this is the same thing. It doesn't make, and at the time I wasn't really doing many long form, any really stuff on YouTube because I was mm-hmm. a podcaster. So I, I, I was still trying to figure out how to make YouTube work for me. So I was like, I've got nothing to lose. So I was toying with it a little bit and I'd maybe do three or four a day and then I'd stop and then I'd do three or four a day. And then I watched the video. Um, I was just waiting for permission really. And, I, and it's ridiculous, but you're waiting for permission from people who you, you believe know more about it than you do. 
<laughs> and I watched a video with Dean Immin and um, and Benji Travis on Video Influencers. And they were chatting about how they'd spoken to YouTube and YouTube. That effectively, they realized it was three a day. And I knew it was three a day. I, as soon as I saw it, it was like gave me permission. And I uploaded five a day. Wow. Five a day for four months. Um, they're all unlisted now on some <laughs> stupid thing. Well, I'll explain. I, again, they're unlisted for another reason. But I <clears throat> I just uploaded it. It was all about everything I knew. Content marketing, everything. That's right. why a lot of them are unlisted. And But it just grew. The beginning, it took a while. It took about a month. And then all of a sudden, it was like, you know, subscribers were pouring in. This is a brand wow. new channel. And within within about two months, two two and a bit months, it like crossed a thousand subscribers. And I was like, oh wow. In a, in a, and these were not TikToks that would do normally uh, you, uh, shorts that would do well. These were educational shorts, the shorts everyone said don't do. Um but <laughs> it worked. It worked. Yeah. But then I kind of again got it in my head and I was like, oh no, no, no. And I stopped and so uh, I'm back on the wagon now. I do one a day. It's really good, I think. And so so that's the whole thing about shorts. Where do I think shorts are going to go? That's my kind of experience of it. It worked. It grew. Put me on the map of brands. Put me on the map of things like that. Where would I think it's going? I think that um, <clears throat> it's. I, I have this big ethos. This is where the podcaster, content creator, YouTuber, I think we are getting more and more in this world of uh, creator ecosystems is what I feel. Mm. And So if you look at something like Marvel, and I'm a big Marvel fan and big Star Wars fan, Look at Disney and Marvel. Disney are creating this this Marvel universe, and what they want is you to watch, you know, the the latest Spider Man movie. Then you have to go back and watch the others, and then if you watch that other thing, it connects to that thing. And they're trying to keep it's like time on platform. It's the exact same thing that YouTube does, and I think creators are going to have to start creating their creative universe. And so you need to be able to catch that person for one minute while they're sat on the loo. <laughs> and then you need to be able to answer that person's question while they're searching for you. And then I think you need to have a podcast for them to hang out with you when they're driving or walking the dog or in the gym or, or doing work and admin. So I think that the whole thing, and this is where, again, maybe my dyslexic brain looking at this in a different way. I think people are looking at it as too individualized. And I think you need to see this as a piece of a puzzle. I think live mm. streaming falls into the same thing as podcasting. I think we need that awareness, which is short. We need that discovery and like um, search based on demand, which is YouTube. And then I think we need this long form retention, community building stuff. And I think that's where shorts fall into it. And I do believe, could be wrong, but I do believe of all three of them, YouTube will win because it has the monetization, the search yeah. background, it has the audience. So if it was me, I would be putting my time into YouTube Shorts. You know, I that's fascinating. I had not really thought about it that way before. I will now, though. I don't. I don't <laughs> think you're. I don't think you're too far off on that. I mean, you know, it's funny because I'm not a fan of vertical video because I just grew up. Well, I grew up with square video, and then I <laughs> then, it, then it became landscape. Another square video. Yeah. Playing a video game right now from an Xbox from the original Xbox, and it's on my big widescreen. It's oh, square. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, where are the sides? Where's Mario? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's best. It's the best thing ever. Oh, yeah. But then, but at the same time, that's how people consume. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I, I don't know. You've really given me something to think about because, and, and I don't want to, this is not toward any other uh, creators because I'm in a bunch of groups like you are. And there's some guys that are like, you know, I will never do anything but long form. And then there's other guys that only live stream. And there's other guys. And that's all good. That's all fantastic. But, you know, 
there's nothing to be said about here are all the pieces and parts that we're doing to serve, you know, our communities or something like that. So I think two things of that. I love one thing that always um, goes through my head is the Eric Hoffer quote, and I'm probably going to butcher it now, but it is that, you know, in a world of change, the learners shall inherit the earth, whereas the learned mm. will be perfectly equipped for a world that no longer exists. And I think that is a quote that goes in my head all the time. And I think that one thing that we have to do as creators, and I'm a content creator first, is we have to stop doing what we want. And we have to, if you are really wanting to be a creator, if you're a business creator, if you're a hobbyist and do what you want, but if you are serious about making this a career, you need to do what you think, what you know in your heart is right for your audience. Mm -hmm. And I don't like, I don't like vertical video. I can't stand it. I don't watch it. I don't, you know, I don't like, I don't like shorts. I actually don't like short i don't like uh five minute videos i like uh, the, if you look at my library i watch if it's under half an hour i probably won't look at it like i like <laughs> one hour two yeah. hour i like this type of stuff like deeper dives deep yeah. dive yeah. i'm a very deep guy i like to understand things on like a very deep level it's why i do very good at what i do but the reality is i like that but when i made content like that I'm a very, very, very small minority of people who, like Loria, when I was speaking to Loria from Live Stream Pro, she was saying that she was like, you're probably one of the only guys who would find us through the live stream, would actually find the channel and go, oh my gosh. And I am, that's how I found her. Yeah. But it was, but, but most people, they they have short attention spans and they need to jump on. And so all of these people who are, and I do, I know them because we're in the communities we're in, and I love them all to pieces, but they're wrong. And they are wrong. And I'm happy to say that loud and proud. And I'm going to be, and that's when I said about being the guy to champion this. One thing I have decided last year was that I always look to others for leader leadership. Mm -hmm. I always think that they know more. And every time, time and time again, I've been proven wrong. <laughs> and so I'm going to be the guy that goes, well, okay, I'm going to say what everyone else is think is, is not willing to say. Yeah. Podcasters need to get out of their cave and join the real community and commit and, and world. And YouTubers need to embrace short form and they need to embrace live streaming if they want to be relevant in five to 10 years because it's massively web point three like web 3.0 like yeah. we, if, if you want community is important live streaming is vital if you're not live streaming sorry i'm over i'm going off on so but that's part of it live streaming is yeah is web 3.0 at the beginning you get good at that you're going to get yourself ready for the, the next wave yeah yeah and 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 there's never been another time that I can remember, and I'm way older than you are, where the tools twice have been my in. age. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Um, sorry, sorry, Ash had to go early. Um, <laughs> I didn't. It's all right though. I'm an old head. That's the problem. You're young, so it's one of those. All my but friends, I mean, my... it's like there's never been a time where the platforms are so amazing, can reach anybody. Yeah. The tools are. I mean, you can use free tools, and it's just like you know you can create excuses all day long and, and it's just that they're excuses at some yeah. point. That's all it is. So, yeah. Most people are just uncomfortable. They don't want to do it. That was yep. me. That was me with yep. TikTok. I was, I'm not that guy. I was like that. I was kicking and screaming. Poor old Josh dragged me and kicking us. And I, but I paid him. I put my money where my mouth was because I knew I, I'm the worst person to teach, but I knew he was right. I knew that, that yeah. this thing was coming. And, um, and, and I think that was the thing that a lot of the big YouTubers didn't. They were scared. Every time I asked them, they were like, mm. it was Rob Wilson from VidIQ, who was the guy that he said on my show, I interviewed him and he said, and it changed the way I looked at it. He said, I said, is, uh, should I be looking at YouTube shorts? And he said, 
asking that question, Ash is saying, which is like saying, should I be uploading YouTube videos in 2008? <laughs> and I was like, and that's all he said. And then and, and got the thing and I was like, he's really right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember Rob saying something once and I wrote it down. Um, but I've got to try and remember it now is, is about waiting on, on something. And he said, you know, somebody asked him about having an idea, but almost getting the, getting the video so perfect. And he said, you know, YouTube hates procrastination. If you don't have the video, they'll just find somebody else who does. And that's the one they'll serve up. And Absolutely. I thought, wow. You know? And so there's been some times where, you know, I don't, I don't have a set day or set time to upload. I just post it. I think you should. I don't think that's, I think this whole thing of like, I was chatting with someone about his consistency and they were saying, well, I need to, I think there's a lot of fake, fake news, fake stuff oh, yeah. about this where it's like, well, YouTube's going to punish me if I upload, if I, you know, if I don't upload on a Monday at 12 AM, cause that's the time I always upload. And, and I was saying to someone before, I said, when someone says consistency, what they mean is that you're on the, you haven't just stopped uploading. Like yeah. that's what it like. Just keep going. Like, and one thing that shook me, I was listening a guy called Alex Sanfilippo in the uh, podcasting space. He's, he's mentored by Seth Godin. And um, I know, I know I, I've just been getting on my show now and he said something which rocked me to my core. It really did. I was on his, one of his podcasts and it's a bit like Rob's thing there. It really shook me. And this is someone with yourself. Some of the listeners might feel like this. You might even feel this. I know I was, I was trying to figure out, like I had, I had like 400 ideas, like no joke, 400 ideas on a niche, all about podcasting. I had more content than ever, but I was trying to, well, should I be shooting it in Adobe? Should I be having screen recorders? Do I need to have B-roll? Do I have, <clears throat> and it's what, and I was like going over and over again for like six months. Oh, well, I, if I do this, then I can't keep it up forever. And this is going to be really difficult. And, you know, when I listen to Nick, Nick says I need to, and I, I love Nick, uh, but is it Nick says you need to make sure you're consistent. And and yeah. I listened to this podcast and this guy said, Alex said on the podcast, he said that he'd been talking to Seth. Like, I mean, gosh, wow. So I yeah. was like, and then he said, um, and Seth said that he was talking about blogging. And he said, and Seth said to him, who are those blogs? Because he said he had like 200 blogs hidden, like hidden away, ready like to, to make and these ideas. And he said, how are they helping anybody in that folder? Who are they helping? And he, and he was like, uh, and he said, if he said, if you've got them in that folder, that's your procrastination, your lack of um, self-belief. You are holding valuable information that one person in the world might need the answer to. And you have it and you're not sit and you're sitting on it. Yeah, and um, I remember I because I, I was just stacking up ideas over and over and over again, and I was in the car. I was going to the food shop. I was going to the grocery store, and I I come home and I, I came in here and I recorded like nine videos, and I was Good like, for you. and I was like, play chicken with it because I was so scared. If you guys are listening, scared of running out of ideas, and instead I'm trying to reframe it of bait yourself into running out of ideas. See if you can. Yeah, because if yeah. you can, if I can run out of ideas of talking to podcasting, I'll probably be a thousand videos down. At which point then I'm quite happy to change niche. <laughs> you won't but care at that point. Who does it help? It doesn't help yeah. anybody just sat in a, in a OneNote or, you know, or a Google doc. It doesn't help anyone, but we all think it makes us feel better because we have that cushion. Yeah. Crazy. Man, that is power. That is power. <laughs> um, what would be your advice for somebody who's just starting out being a content creator, podcast or whatever, what would your advice be for them? Um, First thing would be, like we said already, don't don't obsess on the gear. Just start, like really do start and figure it out now. Um, 
the, the 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 second thing though if you're going to be a content creator i think everyone when they're when they're going to start out i think you need to really i believe you need to understand your goals behind what you're trying to do and the reason why i say that is you need to identify whether and, and it will change as time goes on i believe you know of course but is this a hobby and i, I said this on a show recent on, on brandon strict's show funny enough last week and i said is this a hobby and this is the same as your is this a hobby or is it a business decision because if it's a hobby, it's going to be very, you need to decide, you need to know that because it's going to be very different than if it was a business decision. If it's a hobby, then make sure you're getting advice as a content creator from creators who are gearing their advice towards hobbyists. The mistake I see content creators making, and, and then the same thing, if it's a business, make sure you're getting advice from content creators who gear their content towards business creators, as in people who are trying to make a living out of this. The reason why is I see so many people as a consultant, as a coach, whatever it may be, and just people in the street and people I talk to, that they're trying to upload one video a week to doing one one piece of content a week on, say, YouTube to generate leads for their business. And it's not enough because that's, you know, I didn't, when I was in sales, I didn't just make one phone call in a week and then, you know, wonder why no one was doing. So that's not a business approach. Yeah. But then you also see a lot of content creators, new creators who are getting advice from people who are doing it from businesses. And this is where they get overwhelmed and burnt out. So I think you need to decide what you want, why you want to do it, and then find someone to learn from, to follow. And one, pick one. Don't pick 10. Don't pick 20. Don't think you need to. Like, I love Sean's stuff. I love Sean's podcast. I love Nick's, Nick's live streaming. I don't watch Nick's videos. I just watch him for lives. Mm. Pick the person you follow for that thing, and then just 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 crack on. But that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest mistake I see creators make is this idea of thinking that a hobbyist approach will work for a business, and thinking and it's not their fault. It's just the person they followed specializes in whatever approach it may be. Yeah, that's 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 power. That is power. I agree. All right, Ash, we've come to the part of the program I started to say is my favorite, but quite honestly, you you've dropped so many. So many great things in here. This will pale in comparison, but you know, it's, it's just good fun, for me. It's the fun part of it. But this is called over under. I'm going to ask you five things and I want you to say whether you think it's overrated or underrated and why. Okay. And um, Sorry, there's no dude. money on the table because I don't have any. You're not going to win anything. <laughs> and if people disagree, just be nice about it. That's okay. So you ready? Here we go. Overrated, underrated, Instagram. Oh, hard one. Um, oh, they're going to get think, worse. Yeah, that's a hard one. I, a, a, a six months ago, I would have said overrated. Now, probably underrated. And here's why. Um, six months ago, before the abduction of Reels, it goes back to what we said about TikTok, mm -hmm. I found that platform to be completely stagnant and near impossible to crack open. Now, I'm not sure. It could be underrated. Still, the jury's out on it, but this new uh, this new distribu distribution of wealth, so to speak, of that could change the game. However, I think they could they could topple vertical video if they really wanted. Mm. But I'm still not 100 percent sure I like what they stand for and the type of creator it creates. So I'd probably still say overrated, actually. <laughs> All right, AI generated voice. Ooh, underrated. Very underrated. I think things like the script and stuff that are changing there, they're like very, very underrated for podcasters. I think very underrated for faceless YouTube channels. 
if you're somebody who doesn't like to talk, you can blog it and upload it. This is this is pretty powerful, I think. Very underrated. But I think most people don't know what it is. Yeah. So I think um, but like someone like Descript, and there's lots of others out there, but Descript does like I watched Pat Flynn's video and it's insane. So underrated, very underrated. Yeah. And you know, it's it's isn't it encouraging to know that you could have Oprah voice your vlogs? Yeah, I mean it's scary as well. Yeah. Uh soccer. Oh, hugely overrated. <laughs> Wait a minute. You were you didn't even have to think. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't have to think about that. I'm a, I'm from the UK, as people can tell if you haven't. Most people think I'm from Australia when I speak to Australian. I was thinking I was American. guessing Alabama, but the first time we met, because <laughs> um but yeah, I'm UK soccer. I mean my, my I'm a I'm the product of a um I'm a performing arts kid, you know. My mum was a dancer. My dad's well into soccer, football, we call it over here. Um, I yeah, he's been the bane of my life since I was a very young child. I am that the nerdy kid that didn't play it. So I think it's huge. It's a tough one though. I think it's hugely overrated. However, now I have a son. Probably excited a little bit to be to it's about football for you guys over there. I don't know. It's a funny one. We'll yeah. see. And maybe in five years' time. I might think it's massively underrated once if he plays it. So, but right now, for the last thirty years of my life, it's been very overrated. Um. Well, this is a great segue then. Uh, overrated, underrated musicals. Overrated as well. I can't stand that. <laughs> oh, I didn't see. I thought you were going to say underrated yeah. based on your background and everything. No, you see. So that was the reason why I just didn't do it because I I like to perform. Is why I ended up doing this. I like to perform, but I don't like musicals. And I and I'm a singer. Like I've got. I'm an operetta singer. So like Are I'm really? Les Mis. Yeah, Les Mis and operetta and like you know Gilbert and Sullivan. I think musicals for myself are very overrated they are incredibly expensive for what they are and then they and then all of the theaters moan why no one comes in to see them and it's because no one wants to pay say for example 250 bucks to go and see somebody sing or put dance around hugely overrated however could be could be better if they if the uh, ecosystem was a bit different there we go maybe if they did them with ai generated voices maybe that would be that could be the thing maybe hosted on instagram all right, here we go. Our last one. Overrated or underrated? Jason Stratum. Oh, I think he's massively underrated. And I'll well, tell he you, is your twin, right? I mean, everyone says that. Not at all. <laughs> he's not got any tattoos. Um, I, I think he's underrated. I think, um, I think he's overrated as he's under, sorry, overrated as an actor. He's terrible. But I think as a kind of whole thing, <laughs> Yeah. he's quite underrated because I think he's very, one thing I think Jason Statham's amazing at is um, sticking to his niche. Mm. Mm -hmm. He knows what he does. He knows what he's good for. So for, I'm going to take this back to your content creators. He knows his audience and that's what he does. And I love that. And so I think people like that are, are great. And, um, and since I'm like bald and look, and I'm in English and everyone in the U S thinks I'm him, then he obviously is hugely underrated. <laughs> I remember uh, reading a quote once years ago, John Wayne. He said, I, I play me. It doesn't matter what movie, doesn't matter what role, I play me. That's the and, way to do. You know, he, he knew who he was. He was comfortable in his skin and he was the same. So when you go to watch The Rock, you're going to the film because The Rock's in it. Come on, we all know that. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's like um, Jack Black. I love Jack Black, but. Like the whole Jumanji cast is we're just going because we want to see Kevin Hart, The Rock, and Jama and um, Jack Black. Like we know we know why it's there. So yeah, I just hate it when people try to pretend like yeah. that's not a real thing. Of course, it's a yeah. it's an amazing thing. 
Um, hey, Hash, where can people get in touch with you and follow you and all that? Where, where can they best connect with you? Uh, best place will be YouTube, if I'm really honest with you. It's where I do most of my content. That's the best place to find what I do, which is daily podcast content. It's like daily videos around podcasting and how to do it. Um, and that, that's really for beginners and intermediates looking to launch, grow, and kind of monetize their shows. Um, if you want to connect with me and like message me, Instagram is probably the best place for that. So, um, and, and so I'm using Instagram more for that, but other than if you want content, YouTube, it's just actual and I'll appear. Thank you so, so much for being on here. Um, amazing information. I hope people are taking notes, watch this again. Cause it's, it's just been phenomenal. I really appreciate you being on. I've loved it. I love talking to people like yourself and just, you know, I was going to swear then Not even the whole thing without swearing, shooting the, <laughs> <laughs> thanks man. Yeah.